When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Happy Spring Game Saturday. Good evening, everybody. Alongside Gene Williams, the founder and administrator of Warchant.com. My name is Tom Lang, and you are watching Warchant Game Day, presented by Bud Light Seltzer. After Gene, I just got a text from somebody who's working the scores for ESPN. Is gold a lot? Garnet zero. We saw a lot of scoring <laughs> plays. Uh, they didn't have the scoreboard activated in terms of keeping tabs at Doe Campbell. So we'll go with 38 to nothing because that was on the screen. Uh, but Gene, your initial thoughts as we just watched a, you know, about two hours, five minutes worth of a lot of 11 on 11 football for FSU. Yeah, that score is probably about as accurate as my uh, golf score yesterday from the uh, the charity golf tournament. It's not probably very accurate. But anyway, uh, you know, it was better than I thought. I, you know, spring games, you always I guess you we've done this so long time ago with low expectations. Um, it, there was a lot more action, a lot more plays. I, I enjoyed it. I still don't I don't like the, the way it starts out. It's very unorganized when they start out in the red zone. thing. But at least tell us this is happening. I mean, the way those of you who watch it, unfortunately, like Tom and I in the broadcast and they went right in and there's the first couple of plays is close up on Jordan and you don't know what's going on. Then he finally they're showing a play and they cut the commercial and whatever. But it was still in the whole it was a better broadcast than last year. So, I mean, I'd set a low bar, but let's get off of that. Let's talk about the game. It was I enjoyed it. There's a couple of things really that jumped up to me for one. I think Kentron Portier made a strong statement that he is the number two. Uh, Johnny Wilson sat out this game precaution. He's going to be fine. But, I mean, I, I think it was his time to go out and shine with Johnny Wilson not there, and he did it. I mean, he had that beautiful one-handed catch, the touchdown play. I mean, he looks like – I mean, the amount of progress that guy has made in the last couple of seasons. You could see signs of it last year. He looks like a complete wide receiver. At least what we saw in the spring. We saw some of this in the spring, and then today – in the spring showcase, Tom. Yeah, Gene, we've discussed this a lot on the various shows we have on the Warchant TV network about who is going to be that number two receiver if Micah Pittman can't be ready to go for critical games in September. I've liked Kentron, so is the co the coaching staff has talked him up. You heard that on the broadcast, that in those private meetings the TV uh, crew gets with the coaching staff, they all brought up 88, Kentron Poitier. That catch he made on the A.J. Duffy throw around midfield was absurd. Mm. It That was literally a one-handed stab. Like, if you could define what a one-handed stab is, that was the catch that Kentron made. Uh, he has done that, Gene, in practice where he's made really high-level catches. There have been some drops that you just you shake your head at. But the flashes of the potential 
for what Kentron can be. It's been there in spring. That wasn't a where, where did that come from today? That, yeah. that makes sense to me. It tracks with what we've seen. Uh, to me, he would be on offense, maybe the number one winner of the day. And then on defense, Kalen Deloach oh, yeah. was another that stood out. Uh, there are multiple turnovers. I think he might have scored multiple touchdowns, Gene. In fact, what they, they blew the whistle too. They went in a game that would have been he would have scooped and scored. So that would have been two touchdowns for uh, for him, which is it's great to see. I, I really thought that was another storyline. I thought the first team defense. I thought when they were out there played very well. Yes, um, yeah, they did. And when they weren't out there, the offense was going up and down the field on the second and third team defenses. So that's that's kind of what you want to see. Uh, so very impressed with that. And yeah, there's a rundown of the scoring. And the other storyline I want to talk about, Tom, is. Rodney Hill, man, I, I, every time I see him in practice, I am so impressed by what a complete back he is. I mean, he's got the wiggle. He's got the speed. And as good as Lawrence Tofield has a backfield, Rodney Hill might be even better. I mean, he's got such a knack for getting open soft hands, and he's so good in the open field in those plays, man. I'm telling you, and I'm mark my word down, I think he's the most talented all-around back on this team right now. And I, I'm, I know they have Trey Benson, and I know they have all these other guys, but, man, I'm telling you. Every time I see Rodney Hill, he just blows me away. I thought it was a tough day for Rodney in the sense that there wasn't a whole lot of blocking in front of him on a ton of his carries. You know, it was just there's traffic in the backfield. There weren't there weren't even cutback lanes in some circumstances on zone reads or the counter plays. And, you know, Gene, they did stagger it at times where you'd have maybe a second or a third team offensive line against the starters and vice versa, yeah. where there were a couple of drives, one for Tate and one for Jordan Travis, where they went against backup slash kind of walk on types and they moved the ball pretty well. Rodney was a little bit unlucky with that, but he did show versatility today, Gene. I'll, I'll pull those scoring plays back up because there was a one-yard touchdown run, and then there was a nice catch from Tate Rodemaker. I mm -hmm. don't think they gave him credit on the scoreboard on the broadcast for the touchdown, but I had it as a 12-yarder. Uh, great throw from Tate. He made quite a few great throws today, Gene. Actually, I thought he was yeah. quite – you know, he has up and down days in the spring. This was an up day for him. There was one throw to Preston Daniel down the seam that went for about 30 yards. I think it might have been a sack on the play. Uh, Gilbert Edmond, I think, got around the edge. But Tate had three or four throws that were awesome. One of those was the touchdown to Rodney Hill. And what I noticed, and I think he had last couple practices he's played well. So he's finishing spring on a high note, which you like to see. So it shows progress. But, I mean, the thing that impressed me most about him, Tom, if you go back and look at a couple of those completions, and even I think he had one that was incomplete that was a beautiful pass. I don't know if it was knocked off. Was it this day? Was that CJ Campbell, who was all over the spring game. Like, if they actually yeah, yeah, yeah. had a play-by-play, -play, 22 would be there a bunch of teams. But it was DJ Lundy in coverage. I think he knocked it out. But right, that was okay. right. it was right in the bucket. But uh, the thing that blew me when those plays, they were both – he was under pressure quick. He made a quick – he processed, made a quick decision to make the right throw. Yep. So that shows a guy that's progress. He's able to process things that fast, get the ball to the right person in the right spot. So that's very encouraging. I think he's the clear number two. Look, I like some of the things A.J. Duffy did today. I mean, he ran – we always kind of underestimate his ability to get out and run the football. He's pretty good. Now, he had the one – Quindavious picked him off the one time. He didn't see him sitting back in coverage. That was a mistake on his part. But on the whole, I was I, I thought Duffy played pretty well too. But you're right. I think Tate is clearly now – there was some discussion pre-spring. Maybe he'll get passed or he could get caught a little bit. I think we go into fall practices, and I think 100% it's one and two or as clear as night and day to me. I think so too. I think Glenn still has a chance to make some noise lower on the depth chart just to give A.J. a bit of a run to sure. that he keeps at his heels. The one thing that A.J. Duffy does that, that kind of frustrates me, Gene, is he just doesn't pull the trigger very often, and, and there are throws there. E.J. Manuel, um, who was doing the analysis today on the ACC Network broadcast, which started slow but then got better, 
um, there is a corner out to drill powers and it's just let it go, man. Cut it loose. Yeah. Make the throw. There was another one to the flat. AJ decided to run it instead. Not a bad play because it ends up getting down to the one yard line on a first and goal, but he will do that in practice. And, and Gene, I love when we get to mm -hmm. these scrimmages and these public practices, because now we can start to refer to other things that we've seen. Even sometimes in individual drills where there isn't a pass rush, AJ just won't cut it. He'll end up just kind of jogging mm -hmm. three yards and that's the end of the rep. And, these guys are 30 yards downfield. There's never a ball in the air. Uh, so it's frustrating at times to watch. Today also, it's just let it go sometimes. Cut yeah. it loose, especially in a practice-type setting. I'm not saying, you know, create bad habits, Gene, but there is a, there's a fine line between being too conservative and, and Jameis Winston, Tampa Bay Buccaneers aggressive. Like, there's, there's a fine <laughs> line there. Uh, but overall, I think all of the quarterbacks had some moments today. Yeah. That, and, and Glenn, the last, you know, Glenn obviously was a little – it was his first time out really in front of – people yep. and environment and as much we've heard how poised he is and everything he looked a little shaky those first couple drives but for him to finish off that last drive and the other thing I liked about that too because we did, they finally got to see a little bit of what we've been seeing out of Glenn but it's also those two freshman wide receivers because yep. I mean Vendravis has been maybe the big one of the biggest talking points all spring and it effectively done nothing until that drive and you saw when he got that catch in the open field how elusive that kid is. It's a little Peter Warwick ass sometimes the way he moves around out there. And that's, that was exciting to see. And then Hakeem to finish that off with the touchdown. So you got to see the three freshmen, the freshman quarterback, the two wide receivers contribute to in that last drive. And it's a little sign of the future that there are some positive things coming for that offense. I saw Kurt Searcy in the chat remarked on that as director Ben posted that he just loved to see that the freshman connection. Yes. I will say when the backup quarterback Gene were made available to the media, I believe that was Tuesday after practice. Brock was very impressive. He's a confident young man, mm -hmm. and he also was effusive immediately. For both Vandravius, he says he's not surprised when 19 makes a play, and then he tacked on immediately after and said, Hakeem's going to be a good one too. Yeah. It sounds like Brock knows that you know if he's going to be making a name for himself in the garnet and the gold, these are two guys that really mm -hmm. help you get there a lot quicker. Two different skill sets, Gene. One is more primed for college football in the fall already in Vandravius yeah. Jacobs. But when it when it catches on and the light bulb clicks on for Hakeem, given that size, he it's going to be tough to keep that kid off the field too. Which yeah. is that's where the spring game gets fun, Gene. You get to see the transfers yep. that come in and the early enrollees, and a lot of those guys took turns impressing. But I think you're right. Vandravius is one of those guys. It's just I know you guys have talked about it ad nauseum all spring, but you got you got to get a guy like that on the field when it got, somebody can make plays. You know, even if he doesn't have the whole route triers here and there, but I mean, a guy like that, you get the ball in the open field, you let him make plays, and he complements what the other receivers do so well. So he's going to absolutely get a lot of playing time this season. And I see some people kind of critical about Hakeem occasion on the board. Or something. I'm like, do you not remember Kelvin Benjamin? It took him two and a half years before yeah. he was, you know, this is a guy who's further along than Kelvin was at this stage. Yes. Absolutely. And you've already seen a little bit of progress over the spring in the last, you can see the light bulb starting to turn on for him a little bit. So Maybe not a ton of playing time this year, but I think he's going to be – he's got all the potential to be an elite player for you guys down the road. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, Hakeem is not as much of a concern in terms of between the ears as Kelvin was early on yeah. when he got to campus. I think he's just overwhelmed, or he was overwhelmed sure. by this. Well, he should team. be in high school right now. I mean, Correct. He, he should be going to prom this week, yeah. and, and instead he's playing in a spring game. He got up in, in better shape as spring went along, like the mm -hmm. speed of, of Power 5 football. He seemed to catch up. Uh, and, and again, you dare to dream on a spring game. It's almost like NFL draft night where there's hope in the air uh, and, and you always look for the good. And I have to say, Gene, you brought it up when the first team defense was out there, that line controlled the line of scrimmage, yeah. especially up the middle an awful lot. You think about some stuffs early on in that, you know, they started at the 12 yard line for several drives, uh, turned away in short yardage runs. Often Daryl Jackson had a play in the 
I think it was the second quarter. It might have been the untimed second quarter where he just got immediately in the backfield and blew up a play. Quarterback had to get rid of the ball immediately. Uh, Gilbert Edmond, I thought, had a couple of moments. Jared Verse and Patrick Payton collected. Payton, yeah, I saw those two, those two guys are going to be a nightmare for some offensive lines, keeping those guys on the edge. Tafasi had a couple of moments. Daniel mm-hmm. Lyons, I thought, stood out as well. It's like a bunch of dudes taking turns making plays. That defensive line, I think, when it was yeah. good on good, I think they controlled the day for the most part. Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, that's we're going to see a lot of that this year. And it's amazing to me. I was talking about some of the people think everybody that came out to Hotel Indigo got to see a lot of a lot of pillars and a lot of fans, a lot of people. I mean, we appreciate all the support. You guys are great. But yeah, we were talking about a lot of that. It's amazing to me that a position that was really a position of weakness last year, because, you you know, when you when you consider Robert Cooper was playing at 50 percent, I mean, Lovett wasn't there for half the season when he did come back. He wasn't completely healthy either. That was a position of weakness. It's unbelievable how that is just flip-flopped, and it's maybe your strongest unit on the team, right, that interior of the defensive line. And you're right. I mean, I, I, we haven't even seen Brandon Fisk yet, and I, I have. I think he might have the biggest potential. When you see a guy that size move the way he does, yep. and you throw in a healthy love it, you throw in Daryl Jackson and all these other guys you mentioned. Man, it is Farmer. I mean, all those guys. It's going to be a lot of fun. So we've talked about a, a bunch of different players that some are headliners and, and expected starters and some are not. Let's put up Jordan Travis' stat. This is what ESPN yep. had him at. I had at, at uh, one fewer incompletion. Uh, he did have the touchdown. He did have an interception. Uh, but nine for 14, a touchdown, a pick. That touchdown was to Kentron uh, in the uh, left side of the end zone moving towards the student section. Uh, really good throw. The camera didn't quite catch it the whole way, team, <laughs> but he's been throwing fastballs. I mean, really, yeah. uh, I think it's been a next level this spring in terms of the velocity of the throws from Jordan Travis. This was an example of that in his touchdown. I thought he was a little slow to start. Uh, yeah. The camera work did not catch the first drive, but I was actually listening on the radio broadcast. Uh, you know, yeah, you can tell me what happened because I was trying to follow on TV, so I have no idea what happened on that first drive. Uh, not much. It ended in a Ryan Fitzgerald kick. I, I didn't okay. list the kicks as part of the scoring plays, even though those technically are, Gene. I didn't list the, any kicks. Uh, but not much doing early on. I also think, Gene, that he was guilty of a fumble on the lateral. Um, he was out. It was like a triple option. He's running to the left. I did see that one. They'd show the replay of that one. And Azaria Thomas is there. It looked like Jaheim Bell missed a block, I think. Mm. Uh, but that looked like a either a, a lateral or a backwards pass to me, and it might have been on the deck for a yeah, maybe turnover. Maybe take that, that play out of the playbook. I didn't like that at all. Yeah, they, I mean, they had that two years ago when he didn't have too much else to his game, but you don't need uh, to make a pitch that late down yeah. the field. It's a spring game. He's probably having fun. But then there was the interception. Deuce yeah. Span was the target, and Deloach does a great job, and I think EJ Manuel nailed it in the analysis where he said, He's just floating. He's he's following the play. That's not necessarily his assignment, but Deloach undercuts the throw, has the pick. So Jordan starts a little bit uneven. But from and I there, think Farmer had pressure on that one. Is that right? Because I remember looking back at that play, and I know he had someone in his face pretty quickly. I think it was Farmer. I think I think you're correct. I don't know that for certain, but I'm pretty sure you're correct. But at any rate, it was a little uneven to start. Yeah. He did move the ball very well against some backups, but it's all there, Gene. There's nothing to worry yeah, about. Yeah, nobody. Yeah, don't. Yeah, it's, it's good he gets it out of his system. I don't think there's any. I'd almost rather him struggle a little bit so he doesn't just go back and have something to look at film, like what I did wrong. So, no, I don't think there's anybody is the least bit concerned about Jordan. Also, uh, your guess is as good as mine on the rushing yardage uh, because stats were not kept. Yeah. And if you're just showing stats, no official stats were kept today. But unofficially, Jordan had several runs that were eight-plus yards. He had one for about 20 yards. Uh, and it, he's in the green jersey, so it's just kind of like a – in the neighborhood kind and of. And they league. all have big runs. I mean, every running back, I think, probably had 
40, 50 yards. I mean, Benson had some runs. Obviously, we're talking about Rodney Hill. Toa Feely had the touchdown run. C.J. Campbell's all over the place. It's a shame because Ia Holmes couldn't play. would really like to see him out there, too. But, you know, we'll get back. That's just – it's amazing the complement of, of running backs they have and how they, speaking the same word again, complement each other so well. They're so – they bring such different skill sets that because yeah. is probably more in the – you give me your, what you saw him early on. Is he more in the probably – the Benson mold more than the other two guys who are more Correct. kind of and guys can catch the ball in the backfield. He's less timid than Trey. And and that's something I know that okay, Trey is well. working on this year. Like, you know, sometimes he would just wait and wait because I will just drop the shoulder. If he needs so a maybe yard, more the goal line, the short yardage guy, he might be the, he's got a chance. He's got okay, a chance. That's to do what that. I need that. I think. And I know you guys talk about, it. it's a good point. I think Toa has gotten so much better about finding those little spaces on the short yep. yards between the tackles, but let's face it. He's not, he's not the power back. I mean, he isn't, he's just, he can be savvy in there and that's great. But man, if you got a guy who's big 220 and he's willing to hit that hole and hit it hard quickly, you yep. need that on those first and goals. Uh, the best blocking of the day, I think, on a single play was the Toofili run. It was 23 yards to pay dirt for Lawrence. He wasn't touched on the play, uh, whether it was the offensive line. I think it was the second. You saw who made the lot the, out in the field, who made the block on that one? Uh, uh, there were two receivers. One of them was Kentron. Uh, the other was Deuce Span out there. The other was Deuce Span. Big guy, man. And once he learns how to block out there, I mean, that was it was good to see because a guy that, you know, sometimes he's still so raw and to see him do little things like that and block well on a play like that, I think that's going to really be big, lead to big things for him. And with Micah Pittman potentially not there, Gene, early in the season, that's one thing that he yeah. does so consistently. And and Johnny was fine, everybody. I, I don't anticipate any yeah, bad yeah, news yeah. regarding Johnny Wilson. Uh, he's been out there. He's been participating. They might have just, you know, played it safe. Uh, but between he and Pittman, when they're both healthy, the blocking is just so mm-hmm. good. And you got to have some guys who can fill that gap, whether it is Span or Kentron. Uh, we'll see as that develops in the fall. Nearly 550 of you right now watching War Chant Game Day's post-game show. Please give us a like. Throw a like underneath the video. Let's get it up to 250 early on. It helps us find more Knowles who maybe couldn't get the game. You know, Gene, yeah. my, my wife had trouble getting the game on the ESPN app, even though we pay for YouTube TV. Thankfully, we have another service that, that pulled it up okay. So if you had trouble out there, well, that's what we're here for. We're going to get you caught up. There is also, Gene, a humongous headline, and we'll get yes. to that. In yeah, just they're the one everybody wants to talk about. They don't want to talk about the spring game. They want to talk about the other news, Tom. They will, and they will after they hear about this promo that we have for Warchant.com yep. through tomorrow only. Through tomorrow only. $10 gets you all of Warchant.com's coverage for the next four months of access. This will bridge you from today through the recruiting period, uh, and Mm -hmm. it's going to be hot and heavy over the next 72 hours, I'd say, with recruiting. The transfer portal opens up. That's going to be busy, Gene. I think it's going to be busier than we would hope. Uh, But the ins and outs of the transfer portal over the next 15 days, all of the coverage bridging you to camp the first couple of weeks of camp as Florida State gets ready for LSU to start the season. It's a flash special. It's available through tomorrow at midnight. Get on it, warchant.com. 10 bucks for four months of access. Give us a shot, please. We would be honored if you did, and I think you'll stick around if you do. Yeah, no code needed. Just go to the front page of WarChant. If you're not a subscriber, right up at the top, you'll see the $10 special. But like Tom said, midnight tomorrow goes back to full price. So here we go, Gene. Uh, I didn't know that this reveal was coming. I had heard whispers. Did you know that this was something that was going to happen? I, I heard somebody a while ago told me something about tweaking the uniforms, but I never got details. So I didn't know this. it was coming out at halftime. So they did a good job hiding that. Something tells me, Gene, we're going to use this as a separate video on Warchant.com, so I'm going to start it like this. The uniforms, they're changing at Florida State. Gene Williams, Warchant.com, founder and administrator. Your thoughts, and give it a letter grade 
on what you saw today walking out of the tunnel, the new Garnet uniforms and the new visiting white uniforms? I'm a fan. I like them. I mean, they look, they're, they're sharper to me. Um, I like the numbers on the sleeves versus being up on the top of the shoulder pads. That's definitely, it has an old school feel to me. I, I know it seems like the tribal pattern got a little bit of a slight kind of getting, they were pretty more prominent before. They're kind of very tiny now yep. on the end of the sleeves. Um, but yeah, I, I'm a fan. I, I, I mean, if I had to give it a grade, I don't know, B plus, A minus, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. It's definitely an upgrade. I mean, it's got to be, right, Tom? Yeah, it looks like the garnet is better. Uh, again, Ben, if you want to go yeah. directly ben, to the uh, the photo uh, from the field, from the field, the outdoor photo, yeah. that looks a lot better. Now, we'll see compared to the old. I didn't see anybody standing it'd side. Be nice to it'd be nice to have a side-by-side. We should I mean, we're kind of rushing to do this. I'd love to have it. You get a similar sunlight, you get have somebody else. Like you could do that just to kind of compare the color because that's a good point, Tom. I think if you saw side by side, you realize that is a pretty dramatic change. I am a big stickler on that, Gene. The mm -hmm. one thing I'd say, so I think it's an A. The thing that's holding it back from being an A plus is I think the collar on this away jersey right here. It, it's yeah. that's that's pretty busy. That's pretty you know bold uh, around the neck. I don't mind the tribal pattern. I just think that's a lot. Yeah. Uh, other than that, Gene, it, they just look so much closer to the practice uniforms and the 2013 uniforms, mm -hmm. which both are really, really good. I think this is a solid A, a hell of a lot better than it used to be. And folks in the chat, go ahead, fire off with your letter grade. We'll put them up on the screen. But I, I think this is an A, not an A plus, but a solid. All right, yeah, a little bit. You're more great. I minus. I'm giving it, but you're all in. So yeah, I think, like you said, I think that the tribal thing around the neck mm -hmm. that drops it from an a to an a minus to me or, or a b plus so i'm being really a stickler but you're right i, I will I, I think you've convinced me at least an a minus so that's what they're going to be wearing i guess for the whole season this is the uh, permanent switch and they and they oh, said man. it was those that the, if you read the release from florida state they said that you know the the white tops the garnet tops and then the uh you know the two the, the pants the three colors on the pants so that's it and they said that that gives them that many combinations those ones are using for the season so it doesn't sound like there's going to be any weird surprise so any black jerseys or anything right. like that this year thank goodness so you know i'm i'm that old school curmudgeon that i don't like the uniform changes but i like the i mean i like the all white i like some of the other combinations they do so it sounds like that would mean gene um i'm inferring that the garnet helmet is gone is that what that sounds like to you just the it white helmet? well it'd be weird if they did that but i mean yeah. i would think but they didn't say specifically that so i okay. wouldn't 100 percent say that but you would now they might do a special release at some point also you know we can do throwbacks we have pretty cool uniforms from back in the day so hopefully they roll that out as time goes on but yeah. if you're just talking about if this is a full-time switch from last year to the upcoming season nice nice yes. Good. very nice very very nice very nice florida state as the uh, the chat is uh, rolling in nearly 600 of you watching war chant game day this is spring game saturday presented by our friends at Bud light seltzer in just a little bit we will have uh, the phone lines open for you for reaction. Today's show is going to be maybe a tad shorter than a typical season. Uh, you know, post-game show would be just because, I mean, I think you there guys... There isn't that much to break down, really. Yeah, exactly. A lot of players look pretty good. You're going against yourself, so there's not a whole, you know, ton that you can uh, fully take away. But, Gina, I do want to say, and I know you've been out there for several practices this spring yourself, nothing appeared today on that field, on Bobby Bowden Field, that was like a total shocker. Nobody did something completely different than they'd been doing good or bad all spring. I feel like everything kind of yeah. tracks to what we've seen most days. Yeah. I mean, other than the Preston Daniels show early on, I mean, that just, I didn't really see that coming. Yeah. That's um, true. If I would say there's a surprise, I mean, I guess that would be it. I think he got another catch later. So he was, he was yeah. for all those tight ends. I guess he isn't the one you 
thought would stand out. I don't know. I was hoping maybe a little bit more from Jaheim Bell. I think he only had one catch that I remember mm-hmm. in the game. And I know Morlock got one there at the end. Uh, yeah. Land on he, that last drive, which is nice to see too. That was a good throw. Um, yeah. I, I don't, there's really nothing, it, you know, and I think the good thing too, and across their fingers, I know Lamont green looks like junior got his arm banged up a little bit there at the end. Hopefully that's nothing serious, but again, they got through spring. I know we can't talk specifically, but I mean, I, as far as I can tell in a general, I don't think there's any other Micah Pittman who's had that hip surgery. We're not sure what his status is going to be the start of the season. I don't see yeah. anything that should be a problem for any player when they roll into practices in early August. I will say this now that he was uh, on the field, um, so you can infer what I mean, but I was glad to see Maurice Smith was out there today. Yeah, he played a lot, so yeah, I was people are concerned first. about him. That was that was good to see, uh, and this is it's the ceremonial and of spring today they are doing a follow-up practice on monday and we will have coverage for you there from warchant tv warchant.com we're getting all the defensive assistants not named uh, adam fuller so we're getting all those uh, coaches we are expecting coach norvell the coordinators jordan travis and jared verse uh to be in the press conferences you'll be able to find that on this channel again subscribe to us and hit the bell it helps you and it saves clicks on your home screen every time you open up youtube.com or the app on your phone will appear there if you subscribe to the channel. Just It saves you scrolling time. And- It'll say Mike Norvell interview, or you can click it or not. Exactly. But at least you'll know it's available. Or if there's breaking news, there's a good chance there could be a breaking recruiting news tonight, Tom. I mean, it sounds like uh, yeah. better than a 50-50 chance of that. So you'll get that right away there, too, on that, because we'll have a video with that. And, you know, the Warchan app, another way, will alert you immediately when breaking news happens. This is that time of the year where there's news coming left yeah. and right. And, Gene, it's not going to stop. We've got to adapt to this. We had to in December. But now with the transfer portal opening again, I mean, names are going to be in there, uh, guys that we want to bring in, and fans go nuts for and say, why don't we go get that guy? He can help us at <laughs> this position. And then Florida State players are going to be entering the portal. This yeah. is just, this is the cost of doing business these days. Maybe literally, I'm speaking, but this it, is this is what we have. to Is get this to. really going to be the first time of the portal, or at the end, you could say you might lose more than you gained in one period because you might only you might only pick up one guy. Maybe I mean, in theory, I could see him maybe only picking up one guy in the portal, but maybe four or five guys leave. And, and I don't think I don't think you're in jeopardy of any big major contributors. But I mean, some, yeah. you got some real depth at a couple spots that I'm a little worried they might lose some depth. Uh, Yeah, I don't think it's negative to say that if you are in a position where you have depth at a position, uh, one segment group, Gene, you're in danger. Roster retention becomes a a difficult thing because everybody's looking for that edge. And I don't know that most programs follow the rules about when they can contact players and when they can't. It's the Wild West out there. You hear all these rumors. And so uh, I don't think Florida State will bring in a ton of guys over the next two weeks, Gene. I think it's going to take longer for the inflow. But the outflow is going to be uh, very interesting. So we'll have that yeah. covered for you uh, as I see a random comment from Garrett, who's a, a, a frequent commenter on WarChant TV. Tafasi does look big, and he just yeah. gave, came back to practice a couple of weeks ago. Florida State is loaded in the defensive interior oh. team, and you just don't want to see guys get poached from that specific group because they come in waves. No. They come well. in waves. And that is especially a position. It's not even the depth because of way – I mean, when you're good, I mean, Odell will roll three guys out there. I mean – three teams in and out, in and out, because you want to keep those guys fresh. And that was, you know, the dominating Jimbo Fisher teams, the dominating FSU teams back in the 90s. They always had a lot of depth there. They kept those guys fresh. We were in that 95-degree game. It's hot in that fourth quarter in a tight game, and you got to have those guys fresh out there. They're going to they're gonna get pushed around by a strong running team. So that is huge for that depth there. So that's it. Offensive line is the other one I would worry about maybe losing a guy or two there. And I think you could, as long as you don't have injuries, maybe you can withstand that more. If it's a backup, a defensive line, all of those guys are going to play. They're all going to contribute. 
Yeah, the offensive line, it, it's you're at eight or nine guys who are good starters, I think, at this point, which is just uh, – you couldn't say that about the championship team. What was that stat? They, they put up a stat during the combined starts. Was it 207 combined oh, starts yeah. for the group, something like that? I mean, that was – it's amazing the experience an, there. An absurd amount of guys who have twenty plus starts in their career, and yeah. Bless Harris only has one, and he would have been a starter last year. So it's just uh, there are riches for FSU in the trenches, and let's see if they can hold on to mm -hmm. most of these riches as we get through the next couple of weeks. We're going to put the phone number for you to get involved in the show on the screen right now. Eight five zero eight zero five fifty nine eleven is the number to get involved on War Chant TV and uh, this particular show. Uh, 850-509-8911. Is that right? I got to check that. I got I got a brain, I'm having a brain fart here, Gene. Hopefully, you know what they're calling who they're calling you somebody right now. It's like, what the heck is that? No, that's yeah, those those first three digits uh, are actually my personal phone number. So that's a brain fart on T Lang's part. Uh, but, uh, oh but we'll get it. Yeah, it's uh 850-805-5911. There's my dyslexia. All right. So 850-805 5911. I'll put that in a lower and third. Sorry, whoever had that phone number who's getting blown up right now. <laughs> Somebody's getting a call right now. Uh, enjoy the spam, sir or ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> None of us are, Ben. Not even the football team, Director Ben. Uh, appreciate the, uh, let's see, there we go. Lower third. All eight, right. eight, 805 5911. Light up those phone lines now, folks. We're going to take a short break. Be back between two and three minutes from now with your phone calls on the War Chant Game Day. Spring game post game show presented by our friends at Bud Light Seltzer. We'll be right back. The finest football program in the state and rolling into 2023 with a Heisman contender. Stay connected with everything Florida State over at the ultimate seminal sports source, Warchant.com. Expert insight from five star Irish Ophel, the wit and perspective of FSU Encyclopedia Corey Clark, the latest on FSU recruiting with entrenched reporter Michael Langston, and the most active community of FSU fans anywhere. Warchant.com is part of the On3 network with a national team of reporters and resources that have created industry leading consensus recruiting ratings, transfer portal rankings, and NIL analytics. Head over to Warchant.com to take advantage of this offer as FSU has into a 2023 season with sky-high expectations. Warchant.com, the ultimate seminal sports source. Hey headliners and elite headliners, it's Ira here and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple of years ago, we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you. But we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts and it's so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point of sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. 
What I love most about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash warchant. The phone lines are up. They are active, and we are back on War Chant Game Day, presented by our friends at Bud Light Seltzer. Bud Light Sangria Splash is new to the Bud Light Seltzer family. It's a 100% hard seltzer, 0% beer. Enjoy the new bold flavor of Sangria Splash made with real juice, which is really refreshing for those hot days hanging out at the stadium. Enjoy Bud Light Sangria Splash responsibly. So the phone lines are active, Gene. Uh, as I remind everybody out there, if you have a question for Gene, we got to wait to hang up on you and then he can respond. So that's just the nature of uh, our call-in system as it currently stands. We will go to the 808 with Spartan Knoll is the first man on the post-game show this evening. This is Ralph in Hawaii, one of our favorites. Good evening, Spartan Knoll. Welcome to the program. Aloha, everyone. How's it? Long time, yeah? Ah, it, you know what? It, it, it's pretty soon, though. We'll be seeing you again, right, in Orlando, Ralph? Uh, Harry Buffalo, uh, uh, meet and greet. I can't wait. I'm already uh, anxiously awaiting to hear what we're going to do in Ireland. Yeah. Uh, man, it's just a great time to be a no. It is. It's also great to hear your voice. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see you pretty soon here in the fall, Ralph. But what did you think of today's proceedings? Well, unfortunately, I'm out working, earning that Ireland money, uh, so I wasn't able to watch it. I was listening to you guys. I just, uh, I'm so super excited. Um, just following the reports for the daily practices, uh, it sounds like Kate had a really great game, which is great for us, and uh, the guys are going to put it together. So if something didn't shine right now, give it time. I know Corey and everybody's kind of concerned about Cyprus. Give our friend time. He's going to be there for us when we need him, I promise. Yeah, makes sense to me. Uh, and that's something, uh, Ralph, and we appreciate the call. Uh, aloha, and we will see you pretty soon. August is really not that far away. But, Gene, you know, looking at guys like Greedy Vance, uh, who came on last year, and even a player like Jerrion Jones has had a good spring, sometimes it takes a minute for something to click. Greedy Vance was not going to be a difference maker through fall camp last year and through the first half of the season. He wasn't an option. It didn't seem like. But by the end of the year, he was one of your best corners, and he was good again in spring. So perhaps that's a lesson to be learned in the Fentrell Cypress department for what we can expect in the fall. But what are your thoughts on the defensive backs? Oh, he's still muted. There you go, Gene. Okay, sorry about that. Yeah, so I would say if you get a nitpick, I think if, if there's one disappointing aspect on defense is that Cypress didn't just emerge and be this lockdown corner that we kind of expect him to be. But we know he's good. I mean, he's proven he's played major FBS football, and he's been good. So it's hard to believe that he's just going to not be very good this year. So I, th I think he's going to get worked around. Whatever's going on, he's just adjusting or, yeah. you know, whatever the deal is. I think he'll be all right. And you've got some depth there. I think he'll be fine. 
at that position. I'm honestly a little bit more worried about the safety position. Again, I think you're okay at safety. And I think, and I know there's an ongoing debate. Would you want a defensive end or would you want a safety? If you could pick one guy in the portal, Tom, Yeah. if I could have another Robinson, Jamie Robinson, I think I would take that over, you know, now it's an elite. If you're getting a Jared verse type player, sure. But I just don't think you're going to get that. I think I've seen enough where the guys they have opposite a verse that I think you can be okay there. You can get you can be pretty good. I mean, especially Peyton played really well again, I thought, today. Patrick yes. Peyton. So, I mean, if he continues to do that, I mean, I, I want to see that safety. I think corner will be just fine. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, just because how often you have multiple defensive backs in the field beyond the standard four of the old days. You usually have five or six on the field at any given time these days, Gene, with the spread. And so uh, you'll get a lot more use, I think, out of a, a safety who could help you as perhaps a starter than you would a rotational piece at defensive end, uh, mm-hmm. unless they're a game breaker. But then what are you going to do? Bump Peyton to the bench? I, you know, I, that sure, if it's a better player, but that's just tough. That, yeah. That's tough. I, there are more vacancies, I think, in the secondary than there are at defensive end at the moment. But either way, Gene, depth is always a good thing. We now go to uh, one of our most frequent callers. From the 352, I believe he's on the road home. We saw him today, uh, maybe on the way back to Lake City, he was uh, stopping by. I hope I have this right because it's for the 86th time. It should be a dead giveaway. Uh, but Wes in the Villages, is that you? Go ahead. You got it, brother Tom. That's it. Oh. It's me. Let's go, brother. What did you see today? Hey, man. Well, first of all, I'll. I want to say that it was uh, an outstanding spring showcase. Trying to keep up with the never nuances was a little tough at times, but I was enamored by what I saw out of Kentron Portier. And on top of it, he caught a touchdown pass right in front of me. I was in the uh, northeast corner, uh, and after the game, he came over and I got to talk to him and get a picture with him. Uh, so maybe I'm a little biased in that, but he um, he really balled out, and that was my biggest takeaway. But I'm having a hard time processing everything because uh, I got my picture taken with Charlie Ward and got to shake his hand. So everything else was just like icing on the cake. It didn't matter after that, uh, before the game. So all I can say is it was a fantastic uh, uh, showcase from everything that I saw. And uh, it was uh, great seeing you guys up at Indico. Coverage has been great. It's all good. And uh, I told you I'd call in. I'm glad I made it. I was in the parking garage, and I'm like, oh, hopefully service holds up and I can get you. So I'm glad I got through. And uh, and uh, you guys uh, holding it down, do a great job. I will cut the promo. Everybody, don't forget to hit the thumbs up. Subscribe to the YouTube channel as well as War Chant. Got a good promo. And everybody, we'll see you in Orlando. Tell Gene I said, hey, good seeing you, Tom and Gene. And everybody, go Knowles. You're the man, Wes. He, yep, he got the promo in. He is very good at that. In fact, uh, some might say, He's the best caller we have when it comes to cutting a promo. <laughs> uh, but it was good to see Wes up there at Hotel Indigo today. Yeah. And it sounds like he had quite the post game. If he could, in the amount of time between now and him on the road, get to see Kentron get an autograph and then shake Charlie Ward's mm. head, that's a pretty good Saturday for him, Noel. That's an awesome day. Yeah, he's right. Kentron was the guy. If you uh, missed the beginning of this, that's what we let off. That was probably maybe the biggest storyline for me in this game was Kentron kind of emerging. Maybe is that establishing himself going into preseason camp as the solid number two receiver. Uh, so it was really great to see. Yeah, I mean, what a neat day. I mean, that's the thing. You have more opportunities in the spring, and I know Battles End had a big autograph signing thing in the beginning. I heard that was a huge success. There's a lot of fans lined up for that thing. Uh, so it's neat that there's – it seems like a positive at the NIL, you're getting more interactivity with the players, with the fans, and that's only a good thing when you can have that engagement with the players. So that that's awesome to hear, Wes. Glad you – safe drive back, man. Good to see you today. 
Glad you're enjoying us on the way back there, Wes, too. This is uh, one of the cool things about technology, Gene, is uh, cell signals get better. People can just stream the show on the road home. So thank you. If you're doing that on the way home from the Spring Showcase and listening and watching us on Warchan TV, please do give us a thumbs up. Wes is correct. We've got about 550 of you watching right now, and we are thrilled that you're here. Thank you for your support, if you don't mind hitting that thumbs up button. So no call screener tonight. I'm going now to the 678 I believe that's the Atlanta area code six seven eight. Who are we speaking with here on the War Chant Game Day post game show? This is Brandon Mitchell. I'm a big fan, Florida State fan. You know, my whole life. Um, I'm currently up here in Cobb County. I was coaching at Harrison High School. I got a three year old boy trying to get out of coaching, so I can kind of spend more time with him and <laughs> take him to some Florida State games. But I was going to ask, you know. This uh, new spring format, you know, it's kind of getting me a little time to get used to it, but I enjoy getting to see the young quarterback yep. at the very end, you know, kind of duel against each other. What did y'all think about that? Well, Brandon, first of all, thanks for calling, and be sure to call us back. I've got family uh, in Cobb County, so it's cool that you're up there. Um, Gene, I'll bring you back in for this now. Uh, I thought the format was infinitely better than last year. Mm -hmm. 100%. 100%. It was much more enjoyable. To, and at some of the beginning, there's some gaps in the TV coverage in the beginning. Um, I know there's a lot of frustrated people on Warchant because I started about five, six minutes late. And everybody's like, because you never know. Like you said, you couldn't even get in to some yeah. sense. You're like, am I logged in the right place? Is this going to happen? Some people said it was some on some it said an 8 p.m. or 7 p.m. kickoff instead of four. So there's so much confusion with us. So I wish they would clean that up a little bit. Yeah, in terms of the product outside of starting and you're like they started out, you know, at that red zone, whatever that was. But yeah. um, other than that, yeah, no, I think the format was much better. It looked everything was cleaner. It helps too that I think you've got a much more experienced team. Everybody knows what they're doing, so it's not as sloppy. No, it's a lot of fun. I think I'm glad that Brandon brought up uh, Glenn because we talked about him in the beginning that he came out. We've, we've seen really positive things out of a guy who ought to be in high school right now, and he's looked very poised above what we expected in the spring. And he came out a little rusty, maybe a little nervous in the beginning, but that last drive was really, you saw a little bit what we've been seeing. And him hooking up with those freshman wide receivers, that was exciting. Yeah, Glenn is uh, just a fun guy to watch every day in practice. He does make his mistakes. And there was a drive there, Gene, I think it was in the second, maybe the third quarter. But it was three incompletions. And there was like a fumbled snap in there that they still mm -hmm. spotted back at the 30-yard line. But he missed a throw over the middle. That was Yeah, open. the Hakeem one. Yeah, and he had him. That's It's perfect. Hakeem had the guy posted up. It would have been a great completion. And he was pissed. And I love that. I love that. That you see the competitive fire. That's something that we get to see every day. And Gene... I just I'm so excited on the spring game Saturday for the fans because we are treated and, and are spoiled in a sense compared to a lot of other media uh, crews out there that we get to see so many of these practices. Mm -hmm. And I just I hope that on a day like today, when the fans get in there or they watch on ACC Network Extra, they get to see what we have. Like the kids don't have a dud and then they, they don't get to see what we've seen. That was, I think, one of Brock Glenn's worst days, uh, maybe worst to top two or three that he's had in spring camp. But the, the good things that we see on a day-by-day -day basis were there. And that was that yeah. final drive when the celebrity coaches were in there. But uh, Brock is just – he processes information really, really quickly, Gene. And I love the fact on that play that we talked about that he missed Hakeem over the middle. Immediately, Mike Norvell pulls him aside. You can see him talking. They're going over the mechanics. They're going over what you did wrong. You can tell the kid is just soaking it in. But that that's what this is what it's all about, the practice to learn from those mistakes. And, oh, my goodness, Art Z-Chan coming through for us again. My man. The official DMD of Orchan TV, typically a caller, but uh, I think we'll, we'll give him an excused absence, Gene. He wanted to take his boys fishing. That's a good Wonder. excuse. Well done. Way to go, Z-Chan. Plus, you can watch the condensed version of the game. There's a lot of fluff. Yeah. Uh, 
And, you know, I understand that they have talking points that Florida State wants them to advance. You know, they, they get with a TV cruise. It's a friendly broadcast. Uh, you don't have to worry about bias because it's all one team, Gene. But my God, can we just talk about the football plays in front of us every once in a while? There, there's always well, they this- did better. It's all relative, Tom. Last year, they had an intern doing every interviewing. Anybody who was on the sideline didn't matter if it was a maintenance person with security. They were getting interviewed last year. This time, at least when they were away from the action, they're interviewing Charlie Ward. Okay. You know, you interviewed some legitimate people when you cut away from it. But yeah, I would like it to be a little bit more centric. But we're the football nerds. We want to hear every little thing that's going on on the field. They're trying to do a more generic broadcast. And like you say, they've got their talking well, points they got to hit, too. The best thing that they did, and I know people who watched heard this, is when they went down to Thamel. So at some point, Pete Thamel became Pete Thamel, but now he's Pete Thamel. And they asked him about the three teams in the state of Florida because he has worked all three spring games. Yeah. And when he reported that it's not even close, that Florida State is by far the most well-positioned and the deepest roster in the state, Gene, that is recruiting gold. I'm Imagine sure if you're a recruit, you watch that Florida spring game on Thursday night and you watch this. you got to be going, are these teams even playing in the same – league what what was that yeah uh that was uh, fun to watch and that's good to hear you right a third party objective national guy mm-hmm. make that because my own eyes said oh my god they're night and day different yep and and again if i'm florida state i cut up that video and i send it to all those recruits who are considering multiple places in the state of florida island chief thank you for the contribution yeah. he's got a question for us gene we'll get back to the phones in just a second how would you characterize the linebacker play? Gene, you want that first? Or you want me to take the ball here? Uh, real quick. I mean, obviously, Kalen Deloach was all over the place. The guy yep. had, you know, effectively, for all intents and purposes, two scores, a scoop and score in the pick six. And he was dynamite. You know, Tata Bethune was out. So, you know, they held him out of the spring game. So you didn't really get your other starter out there. I saw a couple good things early from Omar Graham. I like what I saw to him. Uh, DJ Lundy was in there. Saw him make a couple plays later. I think those are the two other guys that are kind of rotating with the ones. Is that is that what yeah. you saw, Tom? I mean, they yeah. were solid. It was solid. Obviously, it was it was very good. But I think that defensive front's going to be so good as long as you're competent. You're good at linebacker. You're going to be just fine there. Yep, uh, I'd agree on a lot of the fronts. So Kalen Deloach had the strip before the fumble recovery and the touchdown. So that's uh, that's a big play in mm-hmm. one turnover. Because sometimes you're the beneficiary of somebody else doing the hard work. But Kalen did both ends of the work. On that play, the interception was all about this. Yeah. And and Kalen, I thought when they were in uh, the stadium two Thursdays ago, Gene. I thought Kalen was one of the best defenders on the field that wow. day. So it was a good trend towards the end. Well, of- if he can if he can elevate his game and play like this, I mean, what we're seeing here, what you're seeing there, and we know how good Tatum is with yeah. that defensive front. Woo! It was the snap decision making. You know, we talk about quarterbacks yeah. knowing where to go with the football. Kalen just got downhill in a couple of plays uh, a couple of weeks ago, and it was really noteworthy because he's. I mean, lightning quick. He shot out of a cannon. And then today he played well. I agree with you. Omar Graham. They're rotating yeah. a lot of guys in that second wave. Lundy, Brendan Gant against the pass. Uh, Omar Graham. And we'll see mm-hmm. what Blake Nicholson is all about uh, in the fall as he uh, comes in in his freshman season. But Omar had some nice moments in camp, Gene. I'm not saying yeah. that he was like a headliner by any stretch. But it was good to see that Omar also showed out in, in today's proceedings because the coaching staff is really pulling for him to take that next step. Mm-hmm. He was around the football a few times. I'm glad that you brought his name up. So hopefully, Island Chief, that answers the question for you. But pretty good. you know. And that defensive yeah. line, when the defensive line controls things, everybody on defense probably looks a little bit better at, at every level. Uh, next up, we're going to go to the 3-5-2. The, uh, this caller chimed in on Warchan TV just about a week ago last time. Uh, but 3-5-2. 426 is the beginning of your phone number. Who are we speaking with on the War Chant Game Day post game show? This is Tom from Ocala. What's going on, sir? How are you tonight? 
I'm good. How y'all doing? We're doing well. We're happy to be talking to you. What did you think about today? Oh, I didn't get a chance to uh, watch it. I was, I was working. Oh, yeah. So you have a question for us, or, or uh, what uh, What observations yeah. do you have? Yeah. Uh, should uh, Florida State try to get uh, Jeremy Pruitt back on the coaching staff to help the defense? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Uh, Jeremy Pruitt uh, might have overstayed his welcome, Tom. We appreciate the call. Uh, he might have overstayed his welcome here in Tallahassee. But uh, I think right now, as the personnel has improved, Gene, that you're in a place where this is uh, this is it for Adam Fuller. Like, you know, you, you have elite play up front. You have a yeah. new segment coach in the defensive backfield in Sertan. Uh, linebacker, we just remarked. It looks to be improved. If they're healthy, Bethune and Deloach, then it should be okay. But this is a big show and prove year because that offense is going to score some points. So mm-hmm. defense can show just marginal improvement in the second and the third layer, Gene. It's a big year for Adam Fuller to uh, maybe fortify his position as Florida State's defensive coordinator. Yeah, absolutely. And we did, uh, you know, about a month ago, did a kind of a detailed breakdown, which you can watch on War TD, TV going through the defense and all the, the advanced analytics and where they improved and where they didn't. But, I mean, the bottom line is they have def- they had definitely had some improvement from – you know, 21 to 22. And I expect the same kind of, like you said, maybe just a modest improvement, but I think the personnel is there. I think before that was the issue was, I know that people are very critical of Adam Fuller at times, but I think he, there were certain areas that just did not have the personnel to exceed at a high, to be successful at a high level on defense. I think they have that now across the board. It's not perfect. This isn't the 2013 defense or it's loaded with NFL guys, which is, a, there's a few NFL guys. There's a lot of very good college players back there too. So, yeah, I would expect an improvement on defense 100%. And if it isn't, then, yeah, if, there, if it regresses, then you can start to have some real discussions about what's going on. But I, I don't think it will. Uh, I think the defense is going to be excellent. It'll, it's not never going to be the Mickey Andrews lockdown defense of the 90s. People, we all have that. I know I grew up in that era. I understand. But that's not defense in college football anymore. That doesn't exist. And if you go shopping, uh, Pruitt would just be an interesting name. You can never say never, but yeah. uh, there would just be some interesting subtext to that move. I don't like you said. I don't think he would be on the list if uh, if that position became open. Yep, agreed. Uh, we now go to the eight five zero. If the first three digits on your phone number are five four five, you're on the post game show with Gene and Tom to the program. Who are we speaking with? Hey, headliners and elite headliners, it's Ira here, and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple of years ago, we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you. But we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point of sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love most about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. 
That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash warchant. Hey, Tom, it's Chris Gaskins. Hey, Chris, the hole-in-one guy. Gene, this is the guy who hit the hole-in-one at the golf tournament yesterday. What's up? Your new name, Chris, is hole-in-one Chris. What's going on? (laughs) I'm uh, recovering from yesterday. I appreciate uh, everything y'all did. Um, Island Chief beat me to the linebacker question because I thought they played phenomenal. And my question is, is it because they see that offense on a day-to-day basis? Are they driving in early because they know the out route or they know the cutoff route before it happens? Mm -hmm. And were the corners covering tighter on the receivers because they know that as well? It seems like the defense had to step up. Offense played well but it looked like they were anticipating before things were happening. Is it because they know it on a day-to-day basis? I think that's and I'll cool. go ahead and leave it there. And th- th- thanks for everything, man. Hey, thanks. That was his first ace, by the way, Gene. It was from, I think, 138 yards, but way up the hill. Yeah, uh, come on, Chris. Do it on the car hold. I mean, it was a nice little pickup they had there. I mean, come on, man. If you're going to do it. Yeah, no, that's, that's fair. Congratulations, Chris. And yeah, I, I'm with you there. I, I overdid a little bit yesterday too, but it's all, <laughs> all for good cause. Yeah. Um, so the short answer to your question, Chris, I think is yes. As camp goes on, yeah. um, you know, for example, last year they ran the Knoll special, Philly special, whatever you want to call it, that trick play in two point plays, maybe 20 times. I mean, and you just see some goofy stuff when they're in goal line uh, they ended up running that that play in the bowl game, so that's why I feel like I can talk about it. But um, you'd see defenders just leaving their assignments and cheating to stop the trick play because they, they know that's what's coming. Now, Chris, I can't tell you for sure if the uh, offensive staff called different plays today than they did the rest of camp or if they called a bunch of familiar plays. You know, some of the things are going to have the same elements, but I can't know that for certain, so I don't want to pretend to know things that I don't 100%. But this is something that we've seen in access to the program for each camp is that you know you run you run what you run on offense and the defense sometimes does cheat uh but i also think that they're better too so i think it's a little column yeah. a a little column b gene your thoughts yeah i mean absolutely i mean it's just i noticed that when they had the practice that was in doke last week and i know the beginning parts when they did the uh, they do the quick thing of one of the early sessions the two minute drill and i remember there was a play Jordan audibled out of something into something else. And instantly you could see the linebackers knowing exactly what he was audibling into. So, I mean, okay. And then he, so he covered it perfectly. And I'm like, well, that wouldn't happen in a real game. And you got to remember one thing when watching events like this, especially ones that are public on TV, they're not trying to trick the defense. They're not trying to come up with original things. They're, that's not the objective here. The objective is not to get over on the defense. They want to see the execution plays getting in outright. I mean, th- those are important things. They're not going to give anything away on film. So obviously being a little bit more vanilla and running the same plays they've run, absolutely the defense has an advantage when you're going against the same team over and over and over in an environment like this. And I said, like I said, the first team defense, they've obviously they got a lot of experience. They know what's going on. You could see a dramatic drop off when that second and third team defense were on the field. And, and a couple of situations too to follow up on that, Gene, with, with Chris's question. You know, they didn't always go good against good in terms of ones versus ones. There were times where, mm-hmm. you know, a starting defensive line was going against your third group for the offensive line and skill position players and tight ends that are blocking. You know, you kind of have to check your roster card to know who these guys are. And in those situations, the defense just, you know, it's domination. Like, you know, a lot of the negative runs for CJ Campbell, and Rodney Hill occurred in those situations where there's just an overmatched element on yeah. the field. And that contributes to the whole thing because football is the ultimate team game. It's like, you know, 
trying to pull out one string of spaghetti. This whole the whole mess comes with it. And that's the beauty of football, though. Uh, we now go to the 850, and if the first three digits are 688, we welcome you to the War Chant post-game show. He's Gene Williams. My name is Tom Lang, and we are speaking with whom? T. Lizzie, it's Wally the Gator Hater from right here in T-Town. Oh. It's great to hate the Florida Gators. Wow, Wally. Hey, the- quick shout-out to Showtime Corey Clark and his beautiful engaged wife, to be wife soon, Miss Stephanie. What a great weekend for fun and excitement. Hey, I love getting lubed up with the friends. I was going to give a shout-out to Kalen, but you guys have already done that. Love War Chant. Love everything on your program. Keep it up, guys. I'll listen on the air. Thank you, my man. Wally the Gator Hater. That's I love old, that. old school going there. there. That is super old school, Gene. We appreciate wow. the call, Wally. And make sure to call back as the season progresses because this postgame show is always a part. It has been for years now, Gene, mm-hmm. since the COVID season, I believe. That's hard to believe. Yeah, you're right. I guess 2020, we started. They all, I still have nightmares. Someone brought that Jacksonville State up, and I just remember you and I coming on the show going, oh, my gosh, how are we going to do this show and how far this program has come since then? The longest walk up one flight of stairs of my life <laughs> was, was that football game. But it, it, there are brighter times ahead and brighter times at present because yes. uh, there's a lot to smile about. Judging by the fans' reaction on the phones, too, it sounds like uh, people enjoy themselves and enjoy. Wally the, the Gator hater, man, that's awesome. Wally, please call back. I want you to be a regular on the show, man. You just bring bring some love and enjoyment to this uh, to this show. Who doesn't smile when he says, "Love getting lubed up on a yes. game day"? Uh, that we're fu- we're having fun here on the on the game day post game show. We always do. This is a last call for the callers. Right now, the lines are clear. So if you want to join the program, you got about five to ten minutes to get in the queue, and then we will bring you on the air. But that's the phone number underneath, 850-805-5911. That is the correct phone number, uh, <laughs> as we have had callers arrive <laughs> in the queue. Uh, and if you are part of the 500-plus that are with us right now on the postgame show, please throw us a like and subscribe to Warchant TV. It's that time to remind you once again that we have a flash sale on Warchant.com, the website side of things. You get four months of access for just 10 bucks. 10 bucks. It'll get you all the way through the portal action of the offseason. It'll get you through a big recruiting weekend. And look, recruiting is not going to stop anytime soon. Florida State has a, a huge list of big time names on campus this weekend. Luke Cromenhawk shut down his recruitment. So he's going to be leading the way for the Tribe 2024 class. This will get you all the way into camp in August. $10 for four months of coverage on warchant.com. So we appreciate you guys. If you pop over to the website, we would appreciate your support. And I'm uh, checking, I'm checking the text to see if there's a, I keep waiting for Michael. I need my, this phone to blow up. Michael, tell you about the next commitment. Cause I just, I, I think one may be going down tonight, but we'll just have to uh, have to be patient. But yeah, if you're on Warchant, we'll get you covered. All the more reason on this side of things to hit the subscribe button and the bell next to it, because when there's breaking news, we will have it for you and it'll populate right there. You can get notifications if you, that's your thing. Uh, but thank you for your support, subscribing to this channel. This is totally free. Mm-hmm. Gene, I'll pull up the scoring plays again. And I'll wipe down the phone number for just a minute as I see somebody in the queue. Uh, Kalen Deloach's scoop and score didn't count, nor did the pick six. I think the pick six was close to maybe happening. Jordan could have gotten to him. The fumble return for a touchdown was definitely going to happen. But the other scores of these plays, uh, the first one was C.J. Campbell and what they call combat drills. The rest are all in that 11-on-11 stuff. Uh, what, What was your favorite play today, Gene? Was it this or was it maybe something that was not for a score? Well, I mean, obviously, port, the, 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 my two favorite plays were neither. Both were not touching. One was Portier's one-handed grab. Like you said, yeah. that was a stab. That was just ridiculous. That was freakish. That was Odo Beckham-type you know, type, uh, 
acrobatics going on there. And then also uh, Jacobs there at the end, that, that catch and run was just really exciting. Cause I mean, I'm so glad because we've been talking about him all spring and for him to show the fans, like, this is what we're talking about. Cause sometimes was it the rod maker one? We talked about how good he was and he was horrible in the spring a couple of years ago. Yep. And like, no, really he has, but he has looked a lot better. So it's good when we talk about stuff and these guys actually, they come through for us, not for you guys, for us to make us look good. But no, that's, <laughs> that's what we've been seeing all spring. And I'm telling you, man, he is going to be excited. He's excitement in a bottle, man. Just, so that was great. To me, those are the two best plays, offensive plays that I saw. And obviously the Deloach, just a couple of his big plays on defense were exciting too. Deloach had himself a day. We now go out to the Denver area. Mm. Uh, this was a caller, I believe, on the night that Florida State beat UF, the night before the keg uh, tacular at the Corner oh Pocket boy. Bar and Grill. Uh, is this still Vincent in Denver? Go ahead. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much. And yes, indeed, this is Vincent from Denver. And uh, super excited uh, to get a little bit of a preview of what's to come. I was just wanting to pick your guys' brain on our safety play uh, because I know there's been kind of some, I don't know about concerns, but just maybe not being overly blown away by what the safeties have been doing uh, during uh, spring camp. And so I was just kind of curious uh, if uh, your opinion has changed, it's the same, you know, that kind of stuff in regards to our safety play because I know we definitely lost a lot with Jamie Robinson likely going to the draft. Uh, and, uh, yeah, just kind of curious what you guys think about the safety play. We appreciate it, Vincent. Thanks for the call. And don't be a stranger as the season returns in just a few months. Uh, Gene, do you want the, the ball first on this one, or you want me to answer it? You've probably seen more than me. I, I just uh, just quickly, I just say, you know, it's been okay. Um, obviously, it's the one position on defense where I see a drop-off. I mean, I don't see a drop-off anywhere else. I see the better elements in every single position mm-hmm. across the board. But safety, it's been fine, but... I think even Fuller came out and said, the guys just aren't making enough plays. Yeah. Uh, There was a a patch in the middle of spring camp, Vincent, in which there were maybe three or four interceptions that were just straight drop. Like you're doing everything right. You're in position to make a play. You just got to go finish and make the play. Akeem Dent had a couple of those. He's not the only one. Uh, But if you recall the breakdown that Dominic Robinson did for us on Warchant TV months and months ago, this is after the Wake Forest game, where he showed maybe three or four examples, Gene, of defensive backs, corners being in the right position, just not finishing mm-hmm. play. You did the hard part. Now reward yourself for doing the hard part. Uh, that was a sequence that happened in the middle of camp. Uh, I don't think it's been outstanding, and I don't think it's been a red flag. As we entered camp, Gene, I think that was the number one concern on defense was do they have answers at safety? Omari Cooper's moving there. That was a headline. Akeem Dent's coming back for another year. Shaheem Brown. Uh, Shaheem has been in and out. Uh, you know, he, we know what he looked like at the end of last season, and that's yeah. what we're going to have to mostly go on if everybody's picking up what I'm putting down. Uh, but I don't think it's like a red alert situation. I don't think it's an outstanding situation either. If you could go get somebody in the portal who's a plug-and-play starter, I don't think it's a bad option, Gene. But it's also not something that's a glaring, like this could cost us a, a crack of the ACC yeah. championship kind of weakness. No, I think I think the point is it's not bad. I think is if you're so strong everywhere else, it's not going to make, it's not a huge difference. You like guys to be out there making more plays. Sure. It's going to make your defense better, but if you're really good on the line and a linebacker in a corner and you're just average at safety, you're going to be just fine. I mean, yeah. it's perfectly well, but like you said, man, if that's, that's why I said, if there is a guy you can plug and play and he can be a starter at safety, that is my number one portal priority for them. 
you know what Akeem Dent is by now. Everybody yeah. does. We know what Shaheem Brown was towards the end of the season. And those are, you know, power five quality football players. And Shaheem's got a chance to be special. Uh, I think Ira's the biggest fan of Shaheem on the staff, but he, he's got a chance to be special. Yeah, so. we had a person bring up Travis J too. Yes, he is working back there too. We see some good things out of Travis. And now that he's got, you know, a lot of his stuff together and he's eligible, uh, I, I think he can contribute there. Again, I don't think he's a starter, but I think he at least gives you some depth and a guy that we know has incredible. I mean, he looks he looks like a linebacker. Yep. I mean, he's a big dude. And we know how athletic he is. So, I mean, I think he can help you there, too. The other thing is I think help is on the way, Gene. These uh, secondary players that Florida State brought in, a lot of combo types on the 2023 uh, recruiting class. Quindarius Jones had an interception today. I was so yeah, happy. Yeah, he looked good. That. He has been the one for mm-hmm. me that, that I circle in camp as, as just impressive. He looks so fluid, and I was glad to see him step in front of a pass today and get a pick to reward himself, which well, what I think has been an excellent true freshman spring camp, early enrollee camp. Yeah. Uh, K.J. Kirkland's a huge body, and they've got more help along the way that's going to be arriving in the fall. So I think long-term answers are going to be there. Right now you have capable you know, upper-level ACC play at safety, but if you can find a difference maker – Maybe that's where Florida State dips into it. So, Vincent, we appreciate the call. Uh, the phone lines now are empty. So I guess that's uh, that's going to wrap it on the phone portion of the program. We'll take that number down. Um, but, Gene, as uh, people jump in probably about, you know, last 15, 20 minutes, they might not have seen our reaction to the uniforms. Yes, I was going to say it's a good time for a refresher. Let's do a little refresher on those uniforms. If you didn't hear, breaking news, everybody. Florida State <laughs> rolled out new uniforms for this season. They debuted between the second and third quarters of today's game, and they look a hell of a lot better. Spoiler alert. Here we go. These are uh, photos. These initial photos are from Seminoles.com. Uh, and then we're going to have a photo that uh, Melina Vastola took for us mm-hmm. uh, out on the fields today. But here is the release from Seminoles.com. Look at this garnet, Gene. I'm already liking what I'm seeing there out of the garnet. That looks more reddish, less purple. What do you think? Yeah, like I said, we uh, if you missed earlier, we we gave a letter grade to this, and I think I gave an A minus, you gave an A. But yeah, I think that's a, the the number one thing. I like the numbers on the sleeves versus the shoulder pads, and I like the color. It seems more of an old school garnet that we're used to. Um, you know, I think we both we could do without the collars being as busy as they are. That's the lone criticism, but yeah, a definite improvement from where it was. And it seems like the reaction from the fans who, as you noticed, Tom can be a little critical yeah. about Jersey and logo tweaks. For some reason, they kind of take that stuff seriously. And I think generally the, and I'm seeing it in the chat and on war chant, the response has been generally pretty positive, but then again, you can also say they had nowhere to go, but up after uh, the old ignition tradition a few years ago. So uh, which, that's another thing should be never, there should be things that should never be said on our show, ignition tradition in Jacksonville state. We should just ban those. Those are now swear words on the show. Yeah, uh, and forgive forgive me, Melina Myers. I know you got married. That's my Melina Vastola Myers. Yeah, yes, that, that's that's <laughs> old school. Uh, but yeah, uh, Gene, that just looks so much better in the sun too. Yeah. It looks like the real color, and and they're closer to the practice uniforms, which everybody loves the practice uniforms because they're just yeah. they're basic, you know. And and it's okay to be a little bit more basic with your look. This is simpler. It's cleaner. It's better. Period. Good job, Florida State. I think you nailed it. Short of going back to like, you know, stitch for stitch, the 2013 mm-hmm. uniforms, I think this is about as good as you can do, Gene. Yeah, no, 100%. And uh, yeah, guys, give your comments. We'll share them and give your grades. I'm curious to see. Again, I want to see, I haven't seen anybody really just completely slam it, uh, which is odd that you can get this many fans on board with, with a change like this. So it just says that for once they did, I mean, obviously they had a different group this time around 
be responsible for making the changes. They probably did a little bit more research on stuff like this. And uh, hey, hats off to UFSU again. Nothing, if nothing else, the color is better. There you go, Zach. He says maybe the curse is officially over. As a Buccaneers fan, I will say it didn't feel like coincidence that when they left the uh, the Salvador Dali, the yep. Well, they went Salvador Dali alarm clock with Jameis Winston in that period of time, and then they went back to the original pewters that they broke out in the late '90s. Gene, they win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I know Tom Brady came to town in, in concert, with that, but still. <laughs> Uh, if they that's to, why he came to town, Tom, was those jerseys. If he had to wear those ghastly uniforms, Gene, uh, maybe they finish, uh, you know, nine and eight. They don't even make the playoffs. So hopefully, Zach, uh, I, I like your thinking. Hopefully that's where we're going here. But big improvements for Florida State in the uniform department. And a good day overall on the field, Gene. No red flags. Didn't look like any major injuries. We'll, we'll check on it. We'll have updates for everybody on Warchant.com about Lamont Green as those things develop. Yep. But, Gene, as we advance the discussion, there'll be coverage and columns and videos on our channel on Warchant.com. But now it's it's kind of a bittersweet moment because there's going to be little to no football. They got Monday to do one more day of, of practice. Little to no football until we get into no, fall gonna, camp. It is going to be such an agonizing late spring and an early summer. And you know that the days are just going to creep by because this there's so much excitement going into the season. It's not just it's the season, the first game. It's going to be like a bowl game down there in Orlando against LSU, two top 10 teams, the national championship implications for that game. Man, it's going to crawl by. But I will tell you, we're, the next couple of weeks are going to fly by with a portal. There's going to be so much portal news. We're not going to be thinking about it. We've got the NFL draft coming up. And they do have, I mean, also we've got media days are in July, but they do. I think the Amelia Island is in May. The ACC meetings are over there in May. So that usually a lot of stuff comes out. Of, that's going to be very interesting with everything going on with Florida State and the ACC. So that may be, that may take our minds, at least in the month of May, if there's a lot of ACC rumblings that may be going on around that time. Derek, this is related to your comment a bit. Uh, Gene, this is related yeah. to your comment about the the meetings at Amelia Island. Let's play What's Missing. It's a game called What's Missing. Gene, when you look at these uniforms, what's missing on them? Do you notice something? I'll give you a few seconds. If you don't, you're going to laugh. What's missing on them? Well, now you got the Summerlin logo. Uh, there, are there are what? conspiracy theorists out there, Gene. Uh -oh. uh, there's no ACC patch. <laughs> oh my they gosh! Did not put an ACC patch on these uniforms, which I just wow. Found. Yeah, well that's done. I don't know. I mean, that might be they're trying to do it exactly how they. Why wouldn't they put that on there? That's pretty. I don't funny. know if that was intentional or just really funny. Uh, either way, I'm here for it. Uh, the more the more chaos there is with Florida State and the ACC, the better. That's awesome. Uh, but that's going to be a, a unique set of meetings at Amelia Island, Gene. Yes, still being extended. I think we got a. I think we got a war chant crew out there. We want out or something free, free, free Florida State wearing t-shirts out there cheering as Phillips comes out. You know how funny would that be? Uh, I would. I'd be all for that, Gene. <laughs> we can sponsor that, right? We get a sponsor. We make t-shirts made up. We all send them over to Amelia Island. Cause chaos. There are so many. What do you think, fans in the chat? You guys on board? You want to go over to Amelia Island and protest the ACC? Any business in Tallahassee should jump on that because if Florida State can get to the SEC, Gene, it's better for this town and the economy of this town. Yes. I mean, it's not even close. Buffalo Tom is asking, how many players do you see FSU losing? More than eight. I think that's a fair number if you backdate it to you know, include uh, McClendon and Malik McClain. Treshawn Ward, yeah. you know, I guess you could count. I think, I, I mean, I know 91, our buddy FSU 91 does such a good job tracking the scholarships. I don't know. Are they like five or six over right now? What, what's the number? They're over 85, assuming everybody that has signed enrolls in the summer. Roughly, I think. And then there might be that, you know, that kid named Destin Hill arriving on That's campus. That's right. He's, he's allegedly arriving in a, uh, what, Michael said, what, May 13th, right? Is the, He's even got it down to the day when he's going to be here. I think it, here is where I would draw a, a, a line of delineation between losing players and players entering the portal. 
I think that we're about to see an era here in, in this whole crazy NIL saga where they're going to be, Gene, in the next month, a lot of kids that enter the portal, multiple schools, big-time schools around the country, that maybe come back to that same school and say, whoops, I made a mistake. I'm going to, you know, yeah. I'm returning back to that university. I think that there are going to be a lot of names in the portal uh, because kids are, I mean, this generation is very now, now, now. I want instant gratification. Yeah. And that's not a Florida State-specific problem. It's going to happen around the country. Everybody thinks they can get a buck a little bit quicker. And, Gene, the whispers about other programs in the country looking around at maybe Florida State or the Gators or Miami and trying to poach Georgia, anybody that they can, it's the Wild West. So I wouldn't be stunned if the number was over eight, uh, including some names that aren't going to make the two deep. Uh, how about you? I, I think it's going to be a fairly big it's number. It's hard it's hard for me to envision that because they just haven't had that happen before. But I think you're right. I think this is going to be the first portal. We're going to go, wow, all these guys are what's going on. All these guys are leaving. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. Yeah. Between the, um, the guys are going to want to, there's a lot of guys that are not going to be slated to start that can start somewhere else. Yep. So there's that, especially if a team comes in and offers them a, a lucrative NIL deal. I, I mean, I can't even blame them. I selfishly, you want them to stay because you need that depth at some of those positions, but you're probably right. If, if you count the guys that have left, it probably will be close to that eight number. It probably has to be. Yeah. If you're going to get to your total to where it needs to be. It's going to be half, probably have to be in that range somewhere. Um, yeah. That's interesting about McClendon. You got to think how much, and there's a lot of rumors about, you know, why he left and how much maybe the NIL that he thought he was going to get a better deal somewhere else. And maybe he's finding out that it's not, it's, he's not getting the deal. Maybe he thought he was going to get. So that, that could lend to some guys coming back. Cause they have yep. all these kids, they have people, they're not savvy businessmen. They don't know the late, this market is very difficult to figure out because it isn't, you really don't know what's going on. Who's offering what at a lot of places. So if somebody's in a kid's ear, say, Hey, you can go to the school and you get X amount of money. You know, and they go out there and they find out, oh, that's not happening. Maybe I'm better off where I was. So, Yeah, I think if McClendon had a lucrative offer, he would have announced with a graphic. Yeah, he would have been gone already. You know, I think everything you're saying there, Gene, is 100% correct. There are a lot of amateurs out there trying mm -hmm. to be um, in the ear of, of players. And that's it's not a Florida State-specific thing. This is around the country. Yeah. Uh, but NIL collectives and the people that work with them don't get a lot of sleep, and they won't over the next three, four weeks. It's just, yeah. it's just the nature of the beast. So stay tuned for all that here on WarChan TV. But for our purposes, Gene, I saw one more question in the chat regarding the quarterbacks. This is always fun to talk quarterbacks before we sign off for the night. After watching quarterback play today, who do you think has the highest ceiling besides mm. Jordan Travis? You could go a lot of directions with this, but Zach says, uh, Brock impressed him enough that he and his dad think it's Brock Glenn. I think that's fair to say. If you're just talking about highest. I mean, I think Tate was by far the second best quarterback, and I think he it's, he's solid. He's 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 progressed. He's progressed. But you just got to think with his skill set. I mean, how high? How great could he be? I mean, I think Brock Glenn. We just don't know. It's a lot of untapped potential there, and he's come out gangbusters. He was a lot better than I think everybody expected in the spring. So, sure, it's so it's easy to say that now because we just don't know. It's the unknown with him. But yeah, I think that's fair. If I had to say who's got the most potential yep. for you know, I'm, I'm not even talking maybe even next year. Maybe we're talking two, three years down the road. But yeah, it could be Brock Lynn. I think Brock's ability to process information quickly and look mm -hmm. like he's not thinking on the field is better than the other backups, especially at that point in their careers. But nobody has the best throws like Tate does outside of Jordan. Like He's got I, the I best arm really, talent. I mean, of. and the hand talent, the depth yeah. on the throws. Like, Tate can legitimately, he did it against Louisville. He can make the kinds of throws that just leave you going, holy cow. Yeah. Could this kid be better, you know, as time goes along? 
Uh, and Tate's career is, is, you know. I think but Tate's going to need the kind of lineup Florida State has this year. I mean, and the kind of receivers. I think he yep. need Jordan, we've seen it. I don't need to tell you what he can do. And some of these, and Glenn's got some some athleticism and some wiggle to him too. But, I mean, Tate needs the, the supporting cast to be an elite quarterback. Um, or Tate, I mean, uh, Jordan doesn't necessarily need that. Maybe some of these other quarterbacks. We even saw Duffy be able to run a little bit. He can create some on his own as well. So, from that perspective, you're just like an all-run guy who can run, throw, process arm talent i think yeah glenn's got a pretty high ceiling all right rapid fire questions t swift he says can we hang 70 on miami this year sure absolutely Ooh. gene what do you think Ooh. Ooh, 70 <laughs> if they're as bad as they looked and floor seats as good as they looked i mean they could in theory will they know they're not going to probably run it up on a rival like that although you never know with recruiting going on speaking of miami we've brought it up and i don't know if, i don't know if you guys brought if you're keeping up with the uh ruiz uh scandal that's going on with life wallet and uh yeah, they they they're in big trouble. And I got I got to wonder in their NIL space how much are, they, are players going to stop getting payments? I mean, it's yeah. got to happen, right? I mean, he's paying these players. They don't just get they don't. You understand where the NIL works? It's not like they just write them a check. There you go, you're done. No, they're getting checks every month or so. Yep. Uh, before they meet their goals, they stay with the team and stuff like that. So some of these players on that football team go into the fall, and all of a sudden those checks aren't clearing from Life Wallet. It's going to be interesting down there. I mean, that could really see them hurting them in recruiting and in the portal. The game's late enough in the year that they might shut it down, as Miami often does, uh, Gene. And then Florida State's depth, the other thing, is when that second wave comes in, they're going to have good pass protection. They're going to have good run blocking. 77 nothing against I love it. Well, against Florida. Everybody's smelling blood in the water. (laughs) That's a good time to be a knoll, is the way I put it. And uh, we had – the final question as we sign off tonight, Gene, yep. and everybody, make sure to head over to warchant.com for the great coverage, columns, uh, written pieces uh, of all kinds, recruiting, reporting, just today's reaction, uniform reaction, and then also the videos here. We're going to have press conferences, the Warchant wrap, wake up Warchant returns on Monday. We, I mean, it's going to be loaded here, so make sure to check out all of our places. And you know what? We're actually going to hang oh, out. No, nope, you guys, if you left, it's like the it's 31 nothing. And you left yep. the stadium if you did because the man, the newly engaged. Sorry, ladies. He's taken. Yeah. He's taken, ladies. It's Corey Clark. What's going on, Corey? What's up, T. Lang? What's up, Gene? How you guys doing? Let me uh, let me get to a place where I can stop walking before the right. truck yeah, no, runs no. We were doing We were doing great. If you missed it, you can go to Warchant TV and see the live headlines that the crew did yesterday from Corner Pocket. And I think it's about the 26-minute mark. Is that where it is, Tom? Yeah, it's right at, at the end. end. Right at the last night. Right at the end. And you will see Corey pulled off an incredible engagement there, Corey. And that was I, I complimented you today. That was well done, man. You played hey, it up well. It. She was completely surprised. And you – I mean, I would have lost it. I couldn't have done it that well. So, hats off and congratulations to you and Stephanie. I appreciate it. It was fun. She's still on cloud 10 right now, cloud 9. <laughs> of course uh, cloud, she is. Cloud Toa Feely. Um, right now, but yeah, man, it was fun. It was awesome. It was, it was really neat that so many people came out and celebrated and, uh, nothing but positive feedback. Adam Fuller even told me congratulations. Nice. Um, so yeah, all the Florida state people that saw it and have talked about it. It's, uh, it's really nice. It means a lot. Now, a, a lot of story- Michael Offord. Hey, Michael Offord. How hey, are you? Bring him on. <laughs> he's want to do an interview, Corey, bring him on. Yeah. No, no, no. He's here. walking. He's walking away. <laughs> All right. A lot of storylines from this. The uh, We're going to the uniforms in a minute, Corey, but I know everyone oh, wants to right. talk about that. But no, the, the, the other the actual what happened on the field today storylines, a lot of ones. I let off with Portier because I think one of the things we talked about going to the spring is who's going to be that number two receiver. Right. And he sure made a strong case today that he is the guy. Uh, Yeah, he did. 
my, yeah, he did. I'm, I, this, I promise this Penske truck is almost. I mean, he can't keep backing up. He might back up into me. He's coming. Corey, right I, I'd, I'd accuse. I'd accuse you of backing up if you have a brick wall behind you. Man, I'm leaving, guys. He is coming right at me. Um, Gotta love I, live TV. No regard for human life. Let me walk into the stadium. So yeah, going on Portier. So we knew that Portier had had a good spring, right? Y'all saw him. There he is. Uh, we knew Portier had had a good spring. Um, but you wondered how he would do. And he's made plays before in his career. It's not like he's a no-name or a new name. But he, he's he got a real chance to be the number two guy. And we all know that. And for him to have a game like he did, or sorry, a showcase like he did today, uh, is a really big deal. I, I mean, I think that the catch he made, like it's great that he made a 21-yard catch against walk-ons. That was fine. It was a great throw by from Jordan. But that first catch he made down the sidelines, mm-hmm. buddy, that's the real deal. That is an NFL catch. That is a that's not an easy catch. The explosion he made to go get it, the one-handed kind of grab, and then the play afterwards. I, I just thought, um, and then the block he had that Norvell was in love with on the Toa Feely run. They need a number two. I don't know if Portier is going to be the number two. We don't know that yet. There's still some guys that can compete for that. We know what Johnny Wilson is, but man, that is a big step for him to have a game like right. It wasn't just a practice. He had to yep. go do it in front of people, and he did. And, and, Corey, it looked to me like when the first-team defense was out there, it's what we've been seeing there. Good, obviously, Caleb yeah. Deloach, you know, unofficially two scores uh, in that one. And just he seemed like he's really taking the next step. And I know they did not have Tatum Bethune out there, but that's got to – when he gets back healthy, that's looking good for a unit that's going to have a really solid defensive front in front of them. Yeah, you know, Fuller was really interesting. We just talked to him. We talked to the coordinators. Well, Atkins and Fuller and then and Norvell. And, and both Fuller and Norvell had some interesting stuff on Deloach that I think Ira's going to write about. Um, kind of not calling him out, but saying they want more leadership out of him. They want him to be better. They need him to be better. Um, that was the that was kind of the, the uh, impression I got. You know, for, uh, Fuller said that I, it sounds like they got on him a little bit after the last scrimmage. And they need him to have scrimmages. That's what Fuller called this, not a showcase, a scrimmage. They need him to have scrimmages like he did today. He can be impactful. He can be this impactful. They need him, not just to make plays, but to be a leader. He kept he kept coming back to that, and that's not the first time they've said that. Norvell kind of mentioned that, too. They want him to be a dynamic player, but a dynamic leader. And I, it, it sounds like sometimes he leaves them wanting in that regard. And maybe today is a, is a big step. And, guys, Remember at the end of the 2021 season, other than Jermaine Johnson, he was the best defensive player on the team. I mean, he played really well. And then if you go watch the highlights or maybe the full game of the LSU game last year, he was really good yeah, in that game. Yeah. And then something, it, it just he just wasn't all that good the rest of the year. And then you see plays like he had today. And the interception he had on Jordan, now that was an interception against Jordan too, um, was very similar to one he almost had on Thursday in 7-on-7 seven seven, where he broke in front of Toa Feely and made what would have been a pick six, and he just could not hold on to the ball. And it's like, okay, man, those are dynamic plays. Those are game-changing plays. You, you know, I, we all know that they don't have incredible depth at linebacker or maybe an incredible talent, but if Deloach can take a jump and play like the guy he, played, he was against LSU and the guy he was at the end of 2021 and the guy we saw out here today, well, all of a sudden you got – a, a pretty darn good college linebacker on your hands to go along with all the really good college linebackers you got or other college players you got everywhere else. Corey, last thing I want to ask you about before we get the most important topic, that's of course mm. the uniforms, is uh, unpacking what happened with the quarterbacks. There's a lot. And we're not, we, Jordan's fine. I know you're asking you too much about Jordan. We know what he is, but a lot. Of, I thought Tate clearly established himself as a number two. There's some chatter. Someone, I, I thought he, the decision-making was quick. He looked good out there. But more interesting, the other guys, I mean, Glenn, 
we saw that last drive. I think some of the fans are most excited. The whole spring game, spring showcase, sorry, was the that last drive he had where he hit Vandravius, which we saw the stuff out of yeah. Vandravius, him in the open field. Little Peter Wark asked to me, making those moves out there, and then for the touchdown to hit Akeem. So it's nice to see all these freshmen hooking up a little sign of how bright the future could be for Florida State. Yeah, and if you go on the site here in a few minutes, the, my observations from the spring game will be up, and I talk specifically about all that. Uh, Vandravius, for sure. You know, I asked Jordan about Vandravius, and I'll, I'll get to the quarterbacks in just a second, but asked him just because of that play. Um, you know, we'd all seen Vandravius all spring make plays like this, and for him to have – he didn't do much the whole game. Mm-hmm. And then right there at the end, he made a play where I wanted to be like, see, we're not – he has something in him. There's something there. And, uh, you know, you compared him to Peter Warwick. I like that comparison – you uh, look, we love the guy. He was he played at Florida State, but Jordan Travis compared him to DJ Matthews. And I'm like, buddy, let's let's bump, wow. let's aim a little higher, big dog. Let's aim a little higher. DJ had some nice moments. The punt yeah. return time, I get it, but and what he was saying and just how shifty he is and the way he moves. Mm-hmm. And he's bigger, obviously, than DJ Matthews, but he still does have that shiftiness and he showed it off. And yeah, man, I thought what was interesting is if you if you listen to my podcast or or read some of the stuff I write. You know I might not be the world's biggest A.J. Duffy fan. I have not seen enough from him um, in the ne- in the last year to think that he's um, going to be uh, a, a star quarterback at Florida State. Uh, you know, but then I saw Saturday and I'm like, okay, okay, A.J., okay, that's a nice that's a nice play. He had six third down conversions, some really nice throws, some nice scrambles, and then throws a horrible interception. Yeah. After one, and it's like, oh man, okay, that's right. Yep, can't get too excited. Can't get too excited, but I I thought overall he had his best day that I've seen him had. He made plays. He led the de- uh, offense down the field. He made some nice throws. He missed some things too, but overall I thought he was good. I thought you said, yeah, Tate's the number two. Tate made some head-shaking throws too, but also that great one to Rodney Hill, a couple of good ones to Preston Daniel. And Brock Glenn was the guy, right? Brock Glenn, and we talked about on the pregame with Jeff, I wanted to – it's not like if he was horrible it would have, um, you know, made me rethink what I think of his future – but I wanted to see how we'd handle the moment. And how about Norvell and Brock Glenn's first series mm-hmm. as a college quarterback in front of actual fans, putting him with the second-team offense against the first-team defense? Yikes. It's like, okay, Brock, here you go. There's Jared Burke. There's Patrick Payton. Good luck. Um, that was almost sadistic. He likes to keep his guys uncomfortable, but holy moly. And then I thought Brock Glenn, you know, there's nothing he could do there. He was getting sacked. And he made some bad throws to Hakeem Williams. But I thought the decisions were the right ones. They were just bad throws. Mm-hmm. But he, he again, he, he looked like he was throwing on time. He threw with conviction. They just were bad throws. So I thought that last drive, the 44-yarder to Jacobs and then the six-yarder Hakeem, that has to be. Oh. Uh-oh. Have we lost Corey? Lights out, Gene. I oh, no. We built up all the suspense so he could talk about the uniform. Oh, there he, there is. he is. Here I am. I'm back. Oh, I'm back. man. Yep. I'm back. Sorry about that. So, yeah, I like that like Brock Glenn looked like that at the end and got that drive because he's been yeah. he's been pretty impressive all spring, and I wanted him to have a good moment like that, and he did. Gene, before you ask about the uniforms mm-hmm. real quick, just, Corey, I wanted to ask about the atmosphere today and what you thought of the crowd. Uh, the, the TV cameras didn't show much of it, but uh, what, what do you think if you set a number on it? They said 31,000. I don't think that's far off, maybe 24, 25, but – I mean, it was. I was talking to somebody today when I was uh, when I was when I was walking to the game from Indigo. Was like, you know, there probably won't be a ton of people here because there's not a lot of mystery with this team. You know, who the quarterback is. You know, Jared Verse. You know, the receivers. There's not a lot of guys that you're desperate to see, and there's no quarterback. There's no mystery. There's no quarterback competition. There's no guys that I desperately want to see. So I was like, all these guys are back. It's a veteran team. 
So I get it. Uh, I get it. 25, 28,000. It's not a real game. They don't even call it a game anymore. So I thought it was about the crowd that I would have expected for, for something like this. And now the big one, Corey. We've had surprisingly overwhelming support okay. for the new uniforms. And uh, I gave it an A minus. Tom gave it a solid A. And if we Ben could splash those uh, those photos up again. We got from uh, from both from FSU and then Melina Myers, who shot for us at the spring game, had some photos of those as well. So what what is your first take looking at these bad boys there, Corey? I I, I guess I, I want y'all to explain the differences to me. Is it the color? I understand that that you know the 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 numbers on the the, the sleeves, sleeves like that. Yeah. What else is different? Is it is it the color? Is it the collar? Explain it. I mean, I like yeah. them. They're sharp. I just. I didn't yeah. know how much different they were than what we're looking yeah, at. Yeah, the tribal pattern. I think the biggest thing to me right there you can see in the sunlight is the color. The garnet color looks truer that's to great. me than yep. the old school. Yep. And I think that's the biggest difference to me. Obviously, that the tribal pattern on the sleeves is down at the very end. It's that tiny little thing there. And then on the collar, mm-hmm. that's the other big difference there, too, is the tribal pattern on the collar, which I think was the one criticism I think we had. It's a little busy right there in the collar. But, yeah, other than that, I think they nailed it. Yeah, I mean, it looks good to me, man. It looks good to me. I like the garnet. Stay with garnet. Always stay with garnet. No more blackouts. As long as they're not black uniforms, guys, I'm good with it. I'm good well, that, with it. I promise. The release and, they put the release they put out. Corey basically said we're using this. This is the only combinations we're using this season. So they left out any possibility of a blackout. Oh, all right. Well, that is wonderful news. That is absolutely yeah. wonderful news. And I was going to say, um, you know, I. Ira was saying that the Twitter response is mostly positive, or we yeah. get mostly positive on the message boards too. People Almost are all positive. Well, I that's mean, that's a miracle. Is this a picky bunch? Have you noticed? Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. That's <laughs> an absolute miracle. They must be great uniforms if everybody's on board with them. Corey, the positive response rate is only rivaled by the response rate to your engagement. It's about yes. it's close. They're running neck and neck that's and thumbs right. right. That Stephanie's going to be very excited to hear that, babe. We're as popular as the new uniforms. Corey, I had the idea before I let you go for the uh, you know, the ACC meetings are coming up. I Hopefully he'll be back here in a minute. So I don't know if he can still hear me. I'm back again. So All right. lovely, when I do this on the phone, anytime somebody calls me, oh, it stops it what it we're out. doing. So people, please don't stop. Don't they know calling. you're live on the air? Come on, No, man. of course not. It was Stephanie and then it was my ex-wife, back to back. Whoa. Oh, my. Woo. <laughs> can you conference hopefully them in? This might be interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> now I had the idea, Corey. I would see you're on board with this. I want to sponsor. So ACC Media Days are coming up in May, mm-hmm. which ought to be a lot of fun. I want to have a sponsor and have, have a bunch of fans over there wearing T-shirts. Free Florida State of there as Phillips comes out chanting free Florida State. What do you think, Corey? Get a sponsor for that one? I mean, yeah, Gene, go for it. That would <laughs> that, that should help Florida State get a lot of calls in the fall. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the refs Thank will you. really love that. Yes. Thank you, Corey. You're off the hook for the show, and you're off the market. We love you for both of us. All right, you guys are the best. All right. Congrats, buddy. See you. That is uh, Corey Clark. We're glad he he just at the nick of time there, man. He just we were about ready to hang up, and he comes (laughs) through. And look, the numbers pop back up. We got several more people hop back on once they saw C-Dog on here, man. The newly engaged Corey Clark. If you enjoyed that interview, do us a favor and throw us a thumbs up. And we need to say a special thank you to our friends at Garnet and Gold in Tallahassee today who helped outfit us for the week. I actually yeah. wore their gear for the golf tournament yesterday, Gene, instead of the uh, the live show today. Uh, but outstanding selection going on at all of Garnet and Gold stores. This yeah. is the most important thing when we, when we promote Garnet and Gold, our friends over there. They've got a great staff, but it's family-oriented and local to Tallahassee. 
owned by Seminoles, not by a corporate entity. So yeah. when you support- and they hire FSU students like crazy over there. Just hundreds and hundreds of students have gotten jobs there. They do. They give a damn about the mission of the university mm -hmm. and they act like it. So when you support Garnet and Gold, you're supporting Florida State alum. That's the best way and the simplest way. Head to GarnetandGold.com today. Uh, to see the new stuff, they've got some new stuff for the spring and the and summer. The vault, if you like that old logo, they got the vault going. They all, yes, that's the uh, the shop over by the stadium. Uh, they've got the vault, uh, a lot of throwback stuff, kind of like this uh, starter jacket mm -hmm. here. Uh, that's uh, coming back in vogue, Gene, the old starter stuff. Uh, but yeah, Garnet Gold, great people. We thank them for their support yesterday for the golf tournament, today for both of our shows. Yep. Gene, final thoughts before we sign off. No, it's a good spring. I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, the guys we thought were going to stand out did. We had a couple guys, you know, mentioned Deloach and Portier, probably the two MVPs for me uh, in this game. And it was good. And I think relatively injury-free. Lamont Green Jr. got a little banged up. Hopefully it's nothing serious. But, I mean, that to me, that's it. Got one more practice left. Knock on wood that they can get through it relatively healthy. Um, but, yeah, it was a, I think it was a very successful spring. The guys that we wanted to see step up and improve, I think, did. Uh, you know, there's still a couple you can pick. There's a couple little minor things that could add some depth here, but you know, it's a very successful spring. Now you just got to get through and survive the portal. That's the next big hurdle coming up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's a bigger challenge than anything that they were going to face today or on Monday outside of an injury issue is, is the portal. And, uh, I'm not saying get nervous or anything like that. I'm not trying to be fear mongering with Florida state's roster. It's just, this is a significant deal and it will be until NIL changes and there's a new set of rules. So big times ahead for Florida State the next few weeks. Make sure to head to warchant.com to sign up. Four months for 10 bucks. And then after that, Gene, once the roster is settled, it's time to have those good old-fashioned Florida State butterflies that we haven't had for a long time. Expectations to an ACC championship. Oh, yeah. Expectations for a 10-plus win season. Expectations, perhaps, I believe so, a run at the college football playoff. Ooh. That's what's on the line here, baby. And it all starts with the opening game in Orlando against LSU. If you enjoyed today's program, your first time with us, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell, leave us a note in the comments section, let us know what you liked, what you didn't like, and then remember to join us as we document everything there is to, uh, to do with Florida State football over the next few months and head over to warchant.com today to read up more on today's game. I can say one more thing, Tom. I just want to thank you. For, first of all, great job today. I know we didn't do the watch along, but I mean, pregame, postgame show, pros, pros is always fantastic. But what you did organizing that golf tournament, which is a huge success of those of you who are lucky enough to the wildly pop popular Jeff Cameron and Warchant Invitational at Capital City Country Club, did a fantastic job getting that thing going smooth. No, no real wrinkles. People got plenty of beer, plenty of food. It was a great time. You even made the weather cooperate. It was a beautiful day. So hats off to you, Tom, for putting that on and raising. Do we have any idea, early indications, how much money in total maybe we raised for second harvest? Yes. Uh, the ballpark figure after expenses, Gene, is going to be somewhere between seventeen dollars and $20,000. Nice. Seventeen. Well $20. done, people, man. You stepped up. That, it's such a great cause. Too, That's man. not I, us. That's all you out there. Yeah, and, you uh, guys. Came through big time. To the folks on Thursday who stopped by the charity show that raised over $5,500. Wow. It, and all um, the volunteers out there, man, you guys were fantastic. Yeah. Great time. Great it time. Great it's going to be even, I, I wish we, we may have to take this to a two day event or something. There's so much, so many people want to play in this thing. It just gets better and better. Uh, then I will need a raise. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it was, uh, uh oh. It was a fantastic time. And uh, it really, honestly, sometimes, Gene, we need to be reminded people's hearts all we'd see in yes. the in the news is you know the negative but people are good and uh yeah. and the second harvest now believes that even more after all of you out there showed your heart uh and so on that note a smiling note 
We will sign off for tonight on War Chant Game Day. Thank you to our sponsor, Bud Light Seltzer. They were the ones who provided oh, kind of the beer. Commitment. Look, they were pulling us back in, Tom. What's going on here? BJ Gibson is committed. They're is that right? Me. Several people are saying it, so I don't know. Do we get a – let's check. Oh, it's on the War – now, if you got the War Chant app, you would have a notification on your phone right now that says, two sports star commits. So, yes, that is – War Chant has put that out. If you have the War Chant app, you would have gone ahead and got that. I don't know. We we're going to get Langston on. It might not – probably need to you know what tom or, or whoever is able can record a video with michael we'll have that up shortly him breaking down here on war chant tv the commitment of bj gibson you go to warchant.com right now and read about it uh it's on the front page of the site right there now is. there he is look at those so, measurables uh, six foot 170 and then the offer list in the uh, rpm prediction machine i see georgia there gene i'm sold it's that simple yep yep i'd say the prediction machine kind of nailed that one yeah absolutely yep. So there you go, man. They're they're rolling. That was that's another that's been an interesting storyline because that was the only criticism left of Mike Norvell. Assuming they have a really good season as we expect, is well, he just can't recruit. Well, yeah, you know, they're in the they're in the top ten now. And I'm telling you, if they get top ten close to that top five this year, that lone criticism will fade away. The times they are changing for the better. Yep. It feels like the old days again for Florida State. So stay tuned. We'll have more coverage on that commitment and others perhaps that follow. He's Gene. I'm Tom. We're going to get out of here before another thing of uh, breaking news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they keep pulling us back in. Thank you to everybody who is a part of the chat, to Director Ben and all of the you, callers in today's show, and Mr. Z-Chan and Island Chief for the contributions. We really appreciate it. Good night, everybody, on War Chan TV. We'll talk to you pretty soon next time.